Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. He kōna i pūrangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. Ki ora mai, I'm Alison Balance and welcome to this Our Changing World podcast from RNZ. I suspect most of us have visited the beach this summer. But not everyone has been at the beach to swim or relax. For Joe Bonner and the team at Coastlands Plant Nursery in Fakatane, a beach visit is usually hard work. That's because they're in the business of growing coastal plants, hundreds of thousands of plants such as spinifex and pingao. Late last year, Joe talked with RNZ journalist Caroline Tuckett about the challenges and rewards of restoring coastal dunes. The most important thing about the dune plants or the four dune species is their ability to fix the dunes after a large storm event. So spinifex will naturally grow towards the sea and when there's been a large storm event, the, the vigorous runners, which trail off over the erosion scarps, they then encourage sand to build up around them, and then slowly over time that sand comes back onto the beach, and usually around the plants, the plants have tiny little hairs which trap the sand, and as the sand flies past, it gets knocked off and dropped around the plants and so that's how it builds up over time. So spinifex particularly is really good at regenerating the nice easy slope of a beach that everybody's used to after a storm event. Both spinifex and pingao are our fall guys really. They're the ones that take the brunt of the storms. Uh, They're the only two species that do that in New Zealand and Pingao in particular, you don't see that so often. It's predated by rabbits, and it would have been throughout New Zealand two or three hundred years ago, but over time it has slowly disappeared, and there's only small remnants now left. But where there is active replanting programs and coast care groups, you'll see that there are more patches as people are working to um, bring them back to the beach. They're not as vigorous as the spinifex. The spinifex is the one that does the heavy work, but the pingao is vitally important as well in that ecosystem. A more common site on sand dunes around the country today is introduced marum grass. Marum grass was used 100 years ago because it was palatable for stock to eat, and of course we used a lot of our beaches 
for droving stock all around New Zealand because the bush was so thick. And in doing that, we've degraded our beaches to the point where we've lost some of those indigenous species, you know, right there on the foredune. Uh, the marum grass and other plants that are found on the beaches, the exotic ones, they don't bind the sand. So in a storm event, they're simply washed away, break off and wash away. And there's no natural regeneration quickly to protect that beach and inevitably protect the people and property in behind that beach. But while the native sandbinders, Spinifex and Pingau, do a great job in holding and rebuilding sand dunes, life in modern-day New Zealand is not easy for them. The seeds are being eaten by uh, introduced rodents and also uh, introduced birds. And quite often we're on, we're on the beaches collecting seed. There will be flocks of sparrows in front of us just harvesting the seed and and here in the nursery uh, sparrows are one of our big problems they must be able to smell the seed from a mile off so that that's an issue for why it's not naturally growing back on the dunes and germinating the other issue is the fertility of the seed and in the last 30 years we've been growing it we have noticed a decline in the number of fertile seeds per spinifex seed head so that's the iconic spinifex seed head that you see rolling down the beaches in the middle of summer so per head you know we used to get at least 50 to 80 good seeds from a hedge nowadays it can be you know as little as 15 from some beaches and we think the main factors for this could be the changes in the prevailing winds at the crucial time of pollination but also spinifex has male and female plants and the proximity of the male plants to the females is really important and it does seem to be over a period of time that they have communities so the the male will have a large community and then the female will have a large community down the beach and if they're pollinated by wind and if we have the wrong winds at the wrong time maybe they're offshore or onshore instead of blowing up and down the beach this can cause fertility issues or pollination issues and then ultimately we end up with less seeds per head but as a basic rule west coast beaches have way more pollinated seed per head than east coast beaches. And also beaches that are wider, they have uh, more breadth of spinifex, they seem to have more seeds. The best seed in the country is actually Foxton Beach. When they're growing in the nursery, you can easily see those differences. We can have east and west coast spinifex alongside each other and you would think it was a different plant species. Each year, horticulturalist Joe Bonner and the team at Coastlands Plants in Whakatane grow 200,000 spinifex plants and 100,000 pingao plants. They're the largest supplier in the country and their plants are used by coast care groups around the North Island in June revegetation programs. The process begins with seed collection and Joe says it's important to collect seed that's local to each beach. Pingao seed is ready first and that can be ready from any time the second week of December through to the second week of January. Different times of course 
all over New Zealand, depending on how much heat the beach has had. Quite often, Northland and the Bay of Plenty are the first beaches to come ripe, and then the others follow suit down the country. We've found over the years the best time for seed collection is the week before Christmas, because we think that everybody is at the mall then buying presents and there's nobody on the beach and it's fantastic. But inevitably, it's the first few weeks of January for the spinifex seed and that's when everybody's at the beach. And we've waited for over an hour trying to get into some of these beaches and also just getting down onto the beach. People think, wow, that'd be a great job. But no, you're carrying, you know, four or five bags with you at a time, paper bags, you know, stuffed down your front and in your backpack and and so forth. It's hot, sticky work. You're in the back dunes, so the sand is really loose and soft. And it's also incredibly hot back there because you've got the glare of the sand as well. Peach goers think that we're doing some sort of rubbish collection and we'll have people come up to us and ask us or give us rubbish. And I have to explain, no, I'm sorry, we're doing seed collecting. Um, But our biggest problem is arriving at a beach just before a cyclone, knowing you have to get the seed off and then finding it's not quite ready. And then, of course, you've got to make another trip because you just can't pick it. And the bigger seeds that drop off first are the most fertile, so they're the important ones to get. So they are the ones that have usually disembarked and are rolling down the beach at a great speed of knots. And I have been known to chase after a few just because they were, you know, lovely big heads and I knew that they would be the ones that would be able to give us the quantities of seed that we need. When the seed's ready, you can stick your hand in underneath it and it just lifts off. So a full paper rubbish sack will make roughly around 500 plants worth and it needs to be well pushed stuffed seed. Having braved the summer beachgoers, the collectors send their seed to the nursery where the time-consuming process of germinating and growing begins. Jo says there are plenty of problems to overcome. First of all, you need three good seeds to make one plant. So you have to put three seeds into the hole to make, you know, to even get one of those to germinate. And then it's kind of a hit and miss game for germination. We can have, depending on the area, of course, if we have good viability within the seed or not. Again, Foxton seed does really well and then some of the other beaches around New Zealand are always notoriously poor at germinating. The watering has to be monitored, also the temperature. Once we get over a certain temperature, the the spinifex won't germinate. Once we're under a certain temperature, the spinifex won't germinate. So there's a real crucial time for us when we've got to get all the seed sown Otherwise, it won't be ready for the following year, no matter what you do. It's fascinating, and no year is the same. And even after 30 years, there's always something that trips you up. We've had our um, roofs ripped off by cyclones, you know, just as germination's happening. There's 
constantly something that uh, Mother Nature is throwing at you. And that sounds kind of terrible, but it is exciting at the same time because you're at the elements. You're never quite sure how you, your season's going to go. And you may have one good season out of three or four, and it's just enough to lift your spirits and keep you doing the job. Joe says it's always rewarding to return to a beach where a local coast care group has been at work and where her plants are thriving. I call them my babies, and when we get to go to a beach that you know that you've helped restore and you can see them growing, and you can see the dottles running in and out of them and people on the beaches, and it's just neat to know that you're doing something of benefit to New Zealand. Thanks, Joe. Jo Bonner is at Coastlands Plant Nursery in Whakatane. The nursery grows plants for about 40 beaches and seeds from this summer won't be ready for planting until next April. And we can all do our bit by not walking or driving on dune plants. They are easily damaged. I'm Alison Balance and this Our Changing World podcast from RNZ first aired on the 28th of January 2021. You can listen again at our webpage rnz.co.nz slash Our Changing World and the subscription link for our free email newsletter is at the bottom of the page. You can also subscribe to us as a podcast, RNZ Science, on your favourite app. Do check out the podcasts tab at rnz.co.nz. You'll find some great audio and video series there on a diverse range of topics. We're on Facebook and Twitter as RNZ Science. Many thanks for your company. Kia pai tora.